Welcome to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. I'm Philip Weigel, here with my brother, John Michael. Together, we set out to create a better program that can bridge the gap between gyms and help more athletes improve their fitness. Each week, we ask ourselves, what can we do better? And we challenge each of you to do the same. Our mission is to share our knowledge from our nearly two decades of experience as CrossFit athletes and coaches to help you approach each day's training with more purpose. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. We are going to lay out the first three days of the week, so let's get that started. Yeah, let's talk about Monday. Um, Monday, we're actually going to do a mystery Monday. We're bringing it back. Make sure that you guys bring some running shoes. We're going to be doing some running. Um, so show up, throw down, see what it is. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, don't don't be scared because it's running. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are prepared to do anything we put up in the program. And just because you're a little bit uncomfortable doesn't mean that it's not something you should be doing in training or can do in training. So come on in, have a good attitude, and let's get a little bit fitter. Absolutely. Um, moving on to Tuesday. Tuesday, we're going to start off with some strength. In 15 minutes, you guys are going to do six by three split jerk, and we're going to build up from 70% of our one rep max. So you guys just have to figure out how you're going to format that six by three to fit in those 15 minutes. Um, My suggestion is I would do a bulk or a majority of them in the first seven minutes or eight minutes. Uh, I would leave the last couple sets with a little bit more rest. You guys are going to be building up from 70% of your one rep max. So as you guys get heavier in that weight, you guys are going to need a little bit more rest between rounds. Um, for that six by three split jerk, uh, it's going to be a little. It's going to be a little more uh, more difficult or more interesting. You guys are catching in that split, and then we have to come back to the shoulder. It's not like a uh, push jerk where there's no recovery. Um, so you guys are going to end up holding that barbell overhead for a little bit longer. I know at least for me, when I'm doing split jerks and I come back down to the shoulder, um, it tends to be a little bit jolty or a little bit um, jerky as it comes back down. So make sure that you guys are using a solid dip to bring that bar back down to the shoulder and recover. Yeah, I think that's one option. Um, But also, you could cycle those reps, couldn't you? Uh, Just depending on how comfortable you are, 70% or above. I would say for me, I would probably reset each one. But if you're comfortable, I would cycle it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's actually a good choice to play around with a little bit of both, because for me I'm really comfortable cycling. Mm-hmm. I will actually do better. I'll be able to lift a little bit heavier if I cycle, but that probably shows me that I should work on not cycling because if I'm weaker at pausing and holding that bar on my shoulders for a second and then setting up and redoing the repetition, then that's something that I should put some focus and energy into to improve it. Um, so I think both sides of that equation are worth looking at. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're down at that early stage when you're working with 70-ish percent, then that's a chance to play around with both of them before you get too much weight on your bar and you have to really pick the one that is the one you can work with. Right. Yeah. Um, as always on that, make sure you guys keep that chest vertical. We talked a lot about that last week when we did that little lifting complex with a push press and then a push jerk. Um, and that's super, super important in a split jerk. Any little bit of tilt of the torso forward is going to mean that you guys are going to end up kind of chasing that barbell forward, or so a lot of times internally rotating to get your chest under it. So make sure that you guys are doing a very vertical dip in your torso, or uh, yeah, dip with the torso, um, 
And you guys might see uh, really, really good results and really, really good application of that power from that dip up overhead. Yep. The workout that day, we are going to be doing a 15-minute AMRAP. You're going to start on a rower doing 25 calories if you're a male and 20 calories if you're female. Then you're going to get off the rower and go hit 20 box hops. 24 inches and 20 inches are pretty standard heights. Then finally, 15 handstand push-ups. Scale those handstand push-ups as needed. Uh, 15 reps, if you're somebody who knows how to kip pretty well, then that's, that's maybe one or two sets, right? So if you're forced to scale that, we're probably looking at about the same. One or two sets, probably less than a minute of work mm-hmm. in the handstand push-up. Mm-hmm. And then you're headed back to the beginning to row again, hop again, and handstand push-up again for 15 minutes. How many rounds can you complete? Yeah, I'd say it's going to be, people are going to be coming in between uh, maybe low twos and three and a half four-ish minutes per round, um, just depending on how comfortable you are in the box top rebounding or if you choose to step down, um, and then what the handstand push-ups look like, how big you guys can keep the sets. I think, I think you're shooting a little short there. Low twos, so? I mean, 25 calories, that's, that's a solid minute, a minute if you're working, mm-hmm. working on that rower. Then the 20 box hops on that height, that's another minute. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe two and a half. And I maybe mean, two and a half, yeah. The thing is, yeah, you could do one round in low twos, but you got 15 minutes. So, yeah, we're probably looking at about three-minute rounds. This is probably a reasonable place to start and see if you can hang on. Yep. And in that case, we're looking at four or five rounds being doable. Maybe yeah. a little bit more for some athletes. Yeah, this is a really good one. I like it. It's, it's going to be a drive on that row, and then it's an explosive box hop, and then we flip you upside down. You don't have to worry about your legs at all. Um, and we're going to, except for the kip, which isn't too exhausting on the legs, and then we're going to work on a really explosive pressing motion. Uh, I think this one's going to be important on your row. It's going to be important to make sure you guys are heel driving. If you guys do a big toe drive, I think you're going to feel it a lot on the box hops. Um, It's almost like 19.1, where they put wall balls and rowing together, um, and if one suffered, they both suffered. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you guys, it's only 25 calories, put a little intention into it. See if you guys can keep those heels down. Try to see if you guys can get a little more posterior drive there so that when the box hops come around, you're a little fresher exploding off the quads. Yeah, with those handstand push-ups, one last note. If you're that athlete who can just rock handstand push-ups, mm-hmm. then maybe cut that set in half or nearly in half. Obviously, it's a it's an odd number. But do eight strict handstand push-ups and then seven kipping and see if you can do that as an unbroken sweep. Right? Mm-hmm. I know that would be really challenging for me to try to hold on to, to eight strict ones and then flow right into seven kippers. Absolutely, yeah, I'd definitely. Find something, maybe make a goal for yourself that day, and, and then try to work on it. All right, on to our Wednesday. Yep, starting with our strength, we are going to be doing some front squatting. Uh, we just did those jerks the day before, and we're in that pressing squat cycle. So now we're going to do a front squat, and we're going to follow this structure. It's going to be 5-5, five, 3-3-3, five, three, 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 and then 1-1-1-1. One, 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 one. So two fives, three threes, and four ones. And you guys are building to a one rep max. So it's a very natural taper. You guys start with those five reps, which is obviously going to be lighter in weight because it's more reps. Then we work to the threes, and then we get down to the ones. It's also a great way for you guys to use some lightweight to warm up and practice technique. 
when you guys are on that set of five and even the set of three as you guys are working up towards the ones, practice what you guys want to hit during the one. Practice a full grip on the bar. Practice exploding out of that bottom position, right? Practice the knee drive. All the things that happen when we put heavy weight on a bar, all the, all the mistakes that we make or all the technique that breaks down, try to practice hitting that solid on the fives and threes and then see if it carries over and pays you off on the ones. Yeah, so this is really the end of that cycle, isn't it? Yep. We're trying to establish what can we do today. <laughs> um, we've, been, we've been squatting a lot, and we've been moving barbells in and out of that front rack. So hopefully you've gained some momentum. You, you understand your position better. You've gotten a little bit stronger. Um, in, this, in this workload, we want to see you guys really optimize those last four reps. Yeah. With those last four reps, I really recommend you try to hit that one rep max on the third one. Mm-hmm. Because if you make it, well, you got another chance. Maybe you can go up a little bit. Maybe it was a little easier than you thought it was going to be. If you miss it, You've got another chance. You can put that bar back on the rack, take your two minutes of rest, reset your mind, and then try again. Yeah. Um, I'd say time structure-wise, we're looking at about probably playing with like 20 minutes maybe here. To get through those sets? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 20 minutes to get through our squatting. Yeah, so make sure that you guys give yourself enough rest between rounds. Um, But that being said, the fives and the threes is not going to be a ton of rest. And then the ones is when you're really going to want to take the majority of the rest, in my opinion, because you're going to want that time to recover. You need a little bit of time before you start that next one. All right. And then our workout on Wednesday, we're going to be rolling down numbers again. This time, we're starting with 21, dropping down to 18, then 15, 12, 9, 6, and finally finishing with three repetitions. We're doing a deadlift at 225 pounds and a burpee chest-to-bar pull-up. Now, this is a decent amount of work, Yeah. right? This ends up being, what, it's not quite two frans worth, right? Uh, it's, let me think, 20, 15, 9 is 45 reps, and then uh, 18, 12 is 39, and 3 is going to be 42 reps. So just under two frans. Yeah, so just under two frans. Um Back-to-back, or, well, intermingled with one another as these numbers descend. The deadlift at 225 and a 155, it's not supposed to be crazy, crazy heavy. Mm-hmm. That's something that maybe from the get-go, because there's more repetitions, you decide to break up into chunks, but hopefully only two or three chunks per round. Then I think a lot of this workout is going to be caught up in how smoothly and efficiently can you roll through burpee chest bar pull-ups. Yeah, we did that big set of burpee pull-ups two weeks ago where it was 30 burpee pull-ups and then we moved on did some back squatting rowing and we worked our way back to the burpee pull-up um and if you learn anything there it's really just how consistent can you be um can you jump up to the bar do your pull-up and then drop right back down or is there rest that's in between because really it's not about going super fast like phil said it's just about consistency um i think if there's one place that you want to pick up and kind of push the pace here you want to sprint um i'd say the rounds of Nine, nine six, and three, yeah. yeah. The rounds of nine, six, and three is a great place. If you feel like, you know what, I got something left in the tank, I'm going to empty it, you know, unleash it a little bit. I'd say for the deadlifts, 21, 18, and 15 would be the rounds that I'd look at breaking up for yep. sure. Um, maybe even just break them in half, do an 11, 10, a 9, and 9, and then an 8 and 7. Something to give you a quick little rest, but not too much. Because you have to remember that the burpee pull-ups are going to be your really – not slow, but long and consistent chunk of work. Whereas the deadlifts are a little more, not sprinty, 
but just a little more touch and go. You're quick. You're on. You're off. There's definitely less time in the deadlift Absolutely. than, than yeah. there is in the in the burpee pull up. Absolutely. Another thing to note: uh, as the numbers get smaller, your transitions become more effective, meaning that there's more transitions per rep. So once you get past the 21, the 18, and the 15, you really should start moving between your two stations more quickly, right? Don't take your time getting over to the pull-up bar. Get over there. Get on the floor. Get started. Don't take your time getting back to the barbell. If you need some chalk, be quick about it and grab that sucker and start pulling, right? The more aggressively you transition as the numbers shrink, definitely is going to help you save time and end up going faster at the end of this workout. Yeah. Well, we did decide to put a cap on it. Um, 20, 20 minutes. minutes. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think that's very reasonable. Uh, I think it can definitely be done a little bit faster. With that burpee chest bar pull-up, if you need to scale it, then we're going to do a burpee jumping chest bar pull-up, um, and we'll help you guys set that up. We want it to be difficult but doable for you to be able to get that chest to the bar every rep. Um, so we might have to adjust how much you have uh, – how much of a stack of weights you have under your feet or what bar you're using to set you up to be able to actually make that happen. My recommendation to a lot of people is to use a kip on this if you are capable, right? It can help you to be more fluid with your repetitions. And if you're more fluid, you can keep a more consistent pace. And really that burpee chest bar pull up is a lot about consistent pacing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, personally, when I go to the floor, I make sure my hands are out in front of my pull-up bar so that when my feet hop up, they'll be more or less underneath it, and I can jump confidently and smoothly right up into the grabbing of the bar and begin the kip of the rep. Um, if you want to, you can try to jump and pull straight through. It's going to get pretty fatiguing. It's a lot of burpee pull-ups, it's, all told. It's a lot of – it's the chest bar I think that's going to be brutal on that. A strict chest bar in itself is really quite, quite fatiguing. Yeah. So if you guys do choose to go that route, my suggestion is um, with that one, I think it's really – it's more about your speed on pull-up. The moment you jump, you commit to doing that pull-up straight through as quick as you can. It has to be. Yeah. Yep. It has to be very well actuated. Yep. And any, any kind of stopping of momentum is going to cause like a huge hiccup. So if you guys do choose to do the jumping route, which I've definitely seen, and we have some athletes that uh, can be very successful at it, uh, just make sure that you guys are quick and smooth straight through. Yeah. Um, how high are we going on that pull-up bar? Um, I would say just as long as it's you're standing below it, both hands are up as long as it's out of reach. Yep. Um, if you wanna, if you wanna really push it, then by all means, put a bar mm-hmm. six inches above your standing reach, mm-hmm. and you'll be a lot more challenged by this. Uh, but I think for most people, this is probably going to be enough workload. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as far as the week goes, Monday, we start off with that uh, Mystery Monday. Um, it works well with our week. You guys will see when it happens. Uh, but it fits in It fits in very well. Then we move on to Tuesday where we have uh, the split jerk. We're finishing that cycle of the pressing here. Um, and you guys are doing a six by three on the split jerk. And so... It's a, it's a decent amount of volume pressing, but we follow it up with a workout that is that row, box hop, and handstand push-up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really not too much pressing on the day, and if anything, the split jerk will warm you guys up and get you guys ready for some explosive handstand push-ups. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a 15-minute workout. We're, we're predicting like eh, maybe three to five-ish rounds, um, and then we move on the next day, and we have a workout that has the potential to take 20 minutes with a little bit heavier lifting with the barbell, and then we got some heavy front squats added in. Mm-hmm. And after that, the week will continue on. You guys can catch up with that on Wednesday. We'll be putting it out for you to 
listen to. So make sure you tune back in. Yep. See you guys Mystery Monday.